You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, today what I want to do is I want to encourage you to have perspective in trials. Uh, when things aren't going your way, when you're suffering, when when the things go that aren't expected and you're having a hard time, uh, the Bible tells us that we can have perspective and actually have a living hope as we are reminded of God's truth and who he is. And this is why I do these devotionals to encourage you to look at God's word and to have hope in situations in our everyday stuff of life. And in our everyday stuff of life, there's sin, there's brokenness, there's pain, there are trials and suffering. And the Bible actually tells us that we can have perspective in the moment to actually help us and give us hope. Now, I get this from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, the scripture that well, we want to look at today and sort of a framework to have hope in our suffering. Uh, Peter says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Uh, Peter, a follower of Jesus, wants to give you a very practical thing for your faith so that you would have hope. You can have perspective in your trial, in your suffering. And he starts off this text by just saying, Beloved. Remember, he's talking to exiles, followers of Jesus, people that have been born again, and he's reminding them that they are loved by God. Do you need this reminder today that you are loved by God? God loves you. He cares for you. He, he is for you and not against you. And he's proven this love to you on the cross. First John 4, 9 says, God manifested or showed his love for you by yet dying for you. No greater love is this, that one laid down his life for his friend. He cares for you. Jesus knows you and he loves you. That's good news. That's gospel. Peter says, you have the gospel. I've been preaching this to you. You are loved and you're beloved. And this love that you have from God is unconditional. It's not based off of your performance, off of your merit. But when you put your faith in Jesus, you are a child of God. John 1 12 says, whoever received God, he gave the right to become children of God. This is a great relationship that we have through the gospel. And we can experience the love of God today. We need to have our identity in the love of God and who God says we are, not our feelings. I think he's saying this and starting this beloved and giving us this hard truth because honestly, when we go through a hard season or experience, we start to question the love of God, don't we? We start to doubt what God has said, but he says, beloved, do not be surprised by the fiery trial when it comes upon you, beloved, to test you as though something strange were happening. You see, for a follower of Jesus, we should not be surprised when we suffer, when we face trials. Trials, you know, the things when we don't get what we want or what we expect. Peter's reminding us that God, well, it doesn't matter about your feelings. He's always in control and God can actually use the trials, the sufferings for your good because he loves you. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know for those who Love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purposes. God, man, he wants to use trials and suffering to test us, to strengthen our faith, and to grace us with his love. When we're under pressure, you see, we actually, uh, man, we realize we need God. We realize that we aren't God. 
that we need to depend on him even more. I don't know about you, but I'm just going to say it. I hate trials. I don't like going through things that are hard, that are difficult, that cause me to um, <laughs> have pain. I mean, I, I think that's just sort of weird if you if you are like that. Um, but I sort of like pain. I like the trials. I like the suffering because it causes me to be more dependent on God and to see his strength in my life. It's crazy. I'm so stubborn. When I go through a lot more stuff, I end up praying a lot more. Deuteronomy tells us, never forget the goodness of God. Don't let your situation negate the fact that God loves you. When things are all good, we start to forget, don't we? Deuteronomy chapter 8 tells us not to forget God. Verses 11 through 15 says, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold is multiplied and all that you have multiplied, then your heart will be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You see, sometimes when things are going our way and when things are good, we tend to think we're self-reliant. But God says, I don't want you to be self-reliant. That's not the abundant life. God actually says, I'm going to use a little bit of the suffering, use a little bit of trials. Some things may, know, may not go your way so that you could know that I am the Lord and you are not. So much so, the Bible actually teaches James. He says, we should count it all with joy when we go through trials. This is crazy because James gives us perspective that God is going to work a trial or suffering or some hardship for our good, and it's actually going to build our faith to trust God more and to know God more. James 1, 3 through 4 says, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God doesn't want you to lack. He wants you to experience his love, to know his love, to know that he's Savior. But I'll just, again, be transparent, be honest with you. When I go through a hard time, I whine. I don't like it. I don't like not getting my way. Matter of fact, I am like the worst when I get sick. Like, I, I don't know, like Laura, my wife, she's great. When she gets sick, she could power through it. She could have a migraine. She'll keep on doing things. Not me, man. I get a simple head cold or something. I'm moping around. I want you to have pity on me. I need to have perspective, man. Like, uh, I need this. That's why I wanted to talk about this subject. This is why we all need this. We need to have perspective when we go through trials. We need to see the big picture because we need to live in a place of hope and not defeat. This is not the end. You see, God uses trials, suffering, just how in Romans 8, 28 says, it's not just for our purpose, but his purposes. And verse 29 says, for those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The reason why we can rejoice in trials is because God can use something that we don't like for his glory and to make us more like Jesus. And this dying to self is hard, but we shouldn't be surprised by it because this is what God calls us into. This is actually good news of the gospel that we would die to ourselves and live for Christ and live and understand. Jesus even told us that we would go through suffering, Matthew 5, 11 through 12. It's not strange for Christians to suffer because we live in a broken world 
And we need to understand and have perspective that God still loves us in the midst of our pain. Matthew 4, our 5, verse 45, Jesus says, For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. But be reminded that God is still for you. You need to have this perspective that God still loves you. So much so that God and became in the form of the man, Jesus, to suffer so that he may reconcile us back to himself. You know, Peter goes on in verse 13, he says, but rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings. Don't forget that Jesus suffered and he didn't have to. God became a man, fully God, fully man, Jesus, to die for our sins so that we may have life. He's proven his love to you. So don't question his love. Have that perspective. Have hope. Peter would say earlier in this, this book, Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds we are healed. Sin produced death, evil, suffering in this world and Jesus came to defeat and conquer it. And the father has poured, poured out his wrath upon Jesus, the consequences for our sins so that we can have God's righteousness. Jesus wants us to know that he is our savior in the midst of our suffering and for our eternal life and for the life right now, a living hope. He says that we can actually share in these sufferings. We should rejoice because when we share in the sufferings and we're following Christ and dying to ourselves, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Guys, this is not the end. His glory revealed. What does that remind you of? This is talking about heaven. Heaven is real. It's not just a movie title. It's not something you just make up. No, Peter wants you to be reminded. Don't be surprised when you suffer, when you go through a trial, but understand this is not the end. This is, this is not the end. Heaven is awesome. It's glorious. That's our home. We are exiles now. We're supposed to be uncomfortable. We're supposed to go through this life living by faith, not by sight, dealing with sin, brokenness, seeing the power of God and, and trusting in him and all this different stuff. But heaven is coming and heaven is our hope because in heaven we'll be with God for all eternity and there will be no more suffering, no more pain. In fact, Revelation 21 verses three through five say, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and their God and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be no more mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And the awesome thing is we get to heaven, not because of how great we are, but how great Jesus is. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And we could know God today and experience eternal life right now through Jesus and understand that even in the midst of our pain, Jesus, what? He is with us. God with us, Emmanuel. So in our suffering, in our trials, we need to have perspective. We need to remind ourselves of these truths. Christian, you will suffer. Non-Christian, you will suffer. But we all need to repent and go to God in our suffering because there is something greater that is coming and that is judgment. And you will be found only free, only free of this suffering, even suffering for all eternity of wrath, 
Only if you go to Jesus and experience his grace. And the Bible says you can ask for his grace, forgiveness of sins. You can have hope right now and the spirit seal you for this salvation of heaven. And you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will always be with you and you will be with God for all eternity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And what a beautiful life we have in Jesus. So much so Paul said in Romans 8, 18, for I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And so the Bible exhorts us over and over and over again to go to Jesus and to have this heavenly mindset. And this is how we have hope. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are earth. Continue to trust Jesus. And man, if you aren't a Christian, give your life to Jesus today. Repent. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin so that you can know him. You can have your sins washed away. You can receive the spirit and you can start experiencing hope in this life today. For all Christians have this hope. We'll still have suffering, but we have hope. And this is something that we need to have perspective in as we go through the thick of it. You're not alone. Christian. You're not alone. If you're suffering, if you're down and out, know that we're praying for you. And I wanted to get on this devotional and just remind you that there is hope in Christ. You have a living hope. Be reminded, go back to God's word over and over again, and may he bring comfort and strength through his spirit and his word. God bless you guys, and we'll see you in the next devotional.